What's going on? And welcome to our first official episode of Schmuck Boys. If you listen to the trailer, you absolutely get a thumbs up. This episode is obviously called First because not only is it our first episode, but we will also be chatting about first dates, first events, first experiences, first life post-COVID. How we jump in on this podcast is we start by saying what our relationship status, moment, etc. of the week is going like. First of all, I absolutely love how we consider this our status of the week because as we know, the status is subject to change at any time, you know? You can go on a date and decide you're in love with someone and two days later you're just like, actually, just kidding. That was false. It's kind of like when you used to make your AIM, your AOL status when you were a kid and it could change day by day. One day you're like... Illy, my friends, like Twilight, and the next day you're like, sad, don't text. Busy, watching Bieber, don't talk to me, you know? Like, you could literally change if you were available. My relationship status of the week, as per usual, I am still single, so you know what that don't means. Don't say but as per usual, it's bad voodoo. Bad voodoo, but, you know, I'm in the, the time period of my single life where people ask to set me up with people and I'm always thankful for that you know I love to be thought of um but I am going on a hinge date this week and the guy was in fact Libby approved we were riding the f train not too long ago and we did look through his hinge um and Libby said oh he looks cool let us know how it goes (laughs) so I guess that's what we'll do we could work with the whole like five seven thing but you know (laughs) It'll do. Nah, nah. We're excited. We're excited for this one. So we'll see what happens. You'll have to keep us posted. Oh, for sure. But can't go in with too high of an expectation because you just want to be pleasantly surprised um, or just not disappointed, you know, one or the other. Honestly, some of the best dates I've had were the ones where I went into it with the lowest expectations. Like I did not think we were going to vibe, but I kind of went along with it. And when you keep your expectations low you end up like surprising yourself sometimes with how great of a time you have if you don't put that pressure on yourself oh a hundred percent the worst thing you could possibly say to someone who's single is no it happens when you least expect it my status of the week is that i'm currently trying to find an uglier hanukkah sweater than my boyfriend we have a competition whose hanukkah sweater will be uglier for the other um and I think I got a really good one. My relationship status of the week, uh, still single, still dating. I actually I went on three different first dates. And it's funny because when I told friends that I was going on three dates, they were like, oh my god, you have so much going on, blah, blah, blah. And yes, in theory, it seems like it's a lot. But very quickly, those three dates can turn into, oh, I'm only talking to one of those guys now. And that's what happened. One was great, but just not feeling it. One was not so great and not feeling it. And one was really great and I was feeling it. And we have a second one coming up. So we shall see. So yeah, this week started with three potential suitors, but now we're back down to one. This is what a conversation with Maxine, Marla, and Libby sounds like. Guys, you're going on dates this week. This is so exciting. Please text me after. See, that that was me talking. 
And then Marla's like, see, so I was like talking, but like the chemistry, it wasn't really like, you know, but like sometimes I was vibing and like it was good in the beginning. And then she like so eloquently like will we'll get you through the emotions of the actual date. And then you have Maxine. She's like, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> like, but what do you know? Like help? <laughs> I always need the opinions. Like she needs the opinions and Marla has all the opinions. That's why our friendship is so beautiful because I'll say some of the most absurd thoughts from my mind and Marla will just, you know, she, she'll just be like, I get it. Yeah, let, let, that makes sense. That's okay. When you've been single for almost four years, you get really good at, I think, not just understanding dating, but being able to describe your dates. I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about I absolutely hate when people say, oh, like, it happens when you're not looking or when you're not trying. It especially sucks to hear as someone that has been such an active dater the last four years. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's definitely a valid opinion. But then I'm like, okay, well, should I not try? Should I stop trying? But you know what? The people who tell you that are always the ones in the most happy relationships. Oh, stop it. Or, or stop, the seemingly stop. happy relationships with all the Instagram posts and all. The, or they're recently engaged and they feel like they're suddenly, you know, they know everything about dating. So they tell you, oh, it'll happen when you least expect it. Like, when I met Josh, like, I I Did you have to pick even, a J name? Like, be honest. Yeah, like, like I kind of Were you, like, coming to. at me? Like, be honest, guys. Yeah, yeah. Is this a stat? Libby did find her boyfriend when she least expected it. Okay, you know what? She did. Asterisk. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Libby found her boyfriend when she least expected it. Okay, but just to comment on it, yeah, it's annoying to hear that. It's absolutely the worst thing, especially when the world is in a panorama to be like, oh yeah, when you least expect it and like you're sitting on your butt all day doing nothing and like you just got fired and like... Wow, all your job interviews are canceled. Like, I graduated in the pandemic. Everything I thought I wanted to do, like, was absolutely done for for me. I was working in the theater industry. Like, nothing was looking up for me. I had also, like, just gotten out of something, like, was not looking to date, like. And then came someone who I literally expressed not an interest in, like. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I think what I was starting to realize was, I wasn't learning what I wanted and what I liked, but rather what I didn't like. And that almost led me to realize like, okay, when you have something so good that's in front of you, even when you're not in a position or a moment to like be like, yeah, like when I least expected it, right? Why would you let that go? That's like the beautiful part about it is because you're not expecting anything and this great thing comes into your lap like obviously you're not gonna say no like you're gonna take the initiative and be like yeah like I'm doing this you know I think before COVID there definitely was this stigma of not wanting to seem desperate not wanting to seem too open but I think more recently there's definitely been a shift in that and there's everywhere on all different social media whether it's TikTok or Instagram you see people putting themselves out there and been more open to saying yeah I'm single and I want to find someone versus pre-COVID of I'm single, but oh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I think that a lot of people use COVID as a time to just really reflect on what they want. Or so we hope. Or so we hope, honestly. Unless, you know, you just came out of COVID and you just became a major schmuck boy and you're just kind of like, all right, here it goes. I'm just going to have fun now because I was in my house for the last year and a half. But I, I definitely think that a lot of people put things into perspective with COVID. 
um, and just kind of, you know, came out of it now and they say, oh, I'm ready to really find what I want. Yeah, I mean, I would say people are definitely more on top of it, more aware of, like, how to use the social media to benefit them in dating. And, like, we've talked about this. There are so many Facebook groups that were created just for dating. People weren't even using Facebook as much, let alone for dating. I mean, I didn't think I would meet my boyfriend from Facebook. Like, what? You know? And also, like, people using TikTok and, like, meeting their boyfriend or girlfriend from TikTok. Like, that was not something people thought about. I also do think that people did take advantage of, like, post-COVID being like, you know what, I learned all this confidence from online, now I'm gonna, like, be crazy in person. But at the same time, some people, you know, based off conversations I've had with you guys, because you are the daters in this group, are more awkward, might not know how to act, might be more reserved, might not know how to make the first move, right? So there's a lot of different elements to, like, how people act pre-COVID and post-COVID. Yeah, and I think... I myself went through a major adjustment post-COVID, being that I entered COVID in a relationship and came out of COVID single. So that was definitely a huge adjustment for me, but a good adjustment. I definitely think that, you know, it gave me the proper time to kind of (laughs) reintegrate into society, single and really getting to know myself again. And I think that, you know, kind of what you're saying, Marla, The conversations get deeper really quickly because you had this time to kind of figure out who you are, what you want, what you want to do. And there's no time to waste anymore. You know, I'm done with this small talk. Of course, you need a little bit of small talk in the beginning, but I want to make sure that the person I'm talking to is somebody that is worth my time to talk to and is worth, you know, figuring out if this could be something because... That's it. You know, I figured it out. I mean, obviously not fully. I'm only 24 years old. I have so much time to like really figure life out. But I like to think that, you know, I got out of a relationship and then the world started reopening and I had this like crazy few months where, you know, I just had to really reassess what I want, who I am, what my values are, what's important to me. Like, what are things that are now like non-negotiables for me? Do you have any first dates when it was still like deep COVID or not really? I started going on a few dates pretty soon after my breakup, um, where it was definitely still COVID. Okay. What? Bounce back, okay. bounce back. Bounce back, bounce back, yeah. I mean, I started going on some dates, like, right before the summer, I would say, where things were definitely getting a little bit back to normal. It was also helpful that it was warm outside and people were outdoors more often you can go on dates outdoors and you didn't have to have that awkward conversation where oh are you okay with sitting inside you know because it was just nice weather um but yeah I definitely think that for me you know I was starting to go on dates and it was a little bit of a culture shock because I obviously hadn't been on a first date in a long time let alone in a pandemic and you know meeting up with someone and you're both wearing masks but then you know you take your mask off when you sit down and oh this is your face now okay cool you know you meet up on the street after getting out of your uber or the subway you're still wearing your mask and i'm meeting these people for the first time and it's just a very interesting concept definitely a weird dynamic i mean (laughs) my first date with jack consisted of hey can we meet (laughs) where i responded 
hey, can you get a COVID test? That was obviously the first thing that came to my mind. And I remember just thinking like, wow, like such a menschy thing to do. Like menschy, by the way, is like very gentleman-like, like in Jewish terminology. <laughs> but I'm like, at the same time, like it was just something we had to do. Like obviously now it's not a thought. You go on a date, they don't really do anything pre the date. I just thought it was so interesting because obviously now it's like, I mean, I don't know if we met now, obviously it would have been very different, but I think having met in the pandemic, we were able to even build like a stronger communication because of it, because we had to spend so much time figuring out more creative dates and figuring out like conversations and when to meet because there was the struggle of the pandemic and it really put things into perspective. So I think a lot of people who did meet, like even friendships too, like they were just stronger, like, because of the pandemic. Absolutely agree with what you're saying. And I think the interesting thing about what the pandemic did for dating is you got a very good sense for the type of person that the person you're talking to was before meeting them. You either got a good sense for who they were before meeting them because there was a lot of texting, talking, and FaceTiming before you could physically meet in person if it was during, you know, deep, deep COVID and people were really weren't seeing each other. Or you got a good sense for the type of person they were right off the bat when you did ask them that question of would they go get tested? Because personally, during some part of the pandemic, I was with three roommates. We were all very cautious, especially because we were going back and forth between the city and our parents a lot. So we always had to tell each other, okay, if one of us is going to be seeing our parents in the next, you know, few days, if we choose to go and see other people before that, we need to make sure those people are safe because the last thing we wanted to do, obviously, was bring COVID to our parents. 100% of the guys I went on dates with, I asked for a COVID test. And of those, 99% said yes, like absolutely. They were really understanding. And you thought they, of them they, nicely because of it. Yeah. Right? and like they, It was like an initial like, oh. Yeah, it was like... The guys that were like, absolutely, of course, I totally understand. You know, you knew immediately that they were, at least on somewhat level, had good morals and they understood the importance of it. I remember I had one guy who I mentioned to him, hey, I'm going to be seeing my parents, you know, this upcoming weekend. So would you mind getting tested before our date? You know, I'm going to get tested too. And he was like, oh, you know, in that case, like, uh, let's just do another time. And then that... We obviously did not end up seeing each other, and I didn't really care to see him. Yeah, there was no other time. Because if you're not willing to go and, you know, do this minor thing that was, that everyone was doing at that time for a very, you know, for the safety of everyone, then, you know, you knew before, you didn't even have to go on the date to find out that this person wasn't for you. You knew almost immediately. Yeah, literally, save me time. Genuinely, it just saves you time right off the bat because, you know, okay, if you're not willing to do something for me now, that is so minor in the future like what are you not going to do for me exactly that's the other thing too is like we were all in our scariest time periods not ourselves maybe more depressed than we had ever been in our lives and we had to meet people and like pretend to be sane Mm -hmm. in that moment in time which to me is like insane Obviously, like, we're post-pandemic, but I do think there is something interesting to talk about when it came to, you know, we're talking about first, first dates, first pandemic experience, experiencing it with someone else. And maybe those conversations ended because you didn't feel that way. Yeah, and those first few dates are just so crazy, especially 
right after her breakup and when your breakup takes place during a pandemic it's just such an added layer that i like you were not normal maxine i was not like you've met like probably i don't know however many guys you were seeing after hundreds there were hundreds she's got the red receipts i'm kidding she's got the red receipts (laughs) Maxine, Maxine's uh, recently used app on her phone is uh, the Notes app. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, it, it was a crazy time. I mean, I specifically remember one of the first dates I went on right after my breakup. And not right after, by the way. I took a little bit of time to just, you know, You don't have sad. to validate yourself. <laughs> it's okay. But, you know, once I started going on those first dates, I'll never forget one of the first ones I went on the guy recommended a bar that happened to be in my ex's neighborhood. And I remember texting my group chats and my friends, do I ask to go somewhere else but not say why? And they were like, just just go. Like, what, what is wrong with you? It'll be fine. Don't worry. Like, and the big question was, do you not want to go there because, you know, it's traumatic, this is his neighborhood, or are you scared you're going to see him? And genuinely, the answer was a little bit of both, but I think it was mostly... The fear of seeing him which became very clear when i was on this date with who was this guy was great by the way like totally vibed it was really exciting for one of my first dates post breakup to be you know a, with a guy that i really felt like i was vibing with but i will say 99 percent of the time while i was enjoying it i was constantly looking over my shoulder constantly like gazing around with that fear oh my god is he gonna walk by is he gonna see me on a date oh my god and then and then. you sound but, like cheryl okay you know what maybe because cheryl is oh my god is he gonna see me Cheryl's oh my god if he sees my daughter i'll beat life. him up it's funny that you had a fear because i actually dream of being on a date and my ex walking by and seeing me shut up just so he can is kind that of, like a repeating dream i didn't actually have this dream it's just more like Wow, I would love to be on a date with a guy who is especially more attractive and taller than my ex and have him just walk by and see me thriving so he can just know what he wants. Anyone else wondering how tall Marla's ex is? Okay, but for the record though, (laughs) very soon after this situation of mine happened, it must have been maybe a week or two after, all those fears went out the door when I was walking on the street and saw my ex with another girl. And I think that was my moment where I just kind of was like, wait, why do I care if I see him when I'm on a date? Like, whatever, we're both living our lives. Like, let's do this, whatever. But it took that moment, I think, for me to just kind of rip the Band-Aid off and be like, okay, that just happened. It hurt in the moment, but it- In a weird way, you were meant to see that. In a weird way, I think I needed to see that because once that happened, I won't say I was over him, but, it really sped up the process yeah. because I think that, you know... You didn't have a reason to, like... It helps to, it helps to remind you that hey, he's moving on and I need to move on. Yeah, and I think it also gave me, like, a moment to just be a little mad. Mm-hmm. Um, mad <laughs> instead of sad. Mad instead of sad because, you know, I when we went through our breakup, which was... It, it felt somewhat sudden, I will say. It did feel somewhat sudden. I think that, you know, with the pandemic coming to an end and us both starting to realize that our future goals simply like did not line up and he's a great person like I wish him well but you know genuinely I think we realized there was not going to be the necessary amounts of compromise to make it work and it was a really like heartbreaking moment it was a really tough couple of weeks and 
the hardest part, and I think I said this to Libby a lot of times, was that, you know, I'm really sad and I almost wish I had a reason to be like really mad at him because that would help me get over it faster. I will say I, I had, you know, like getting out of a relationship during COVID is a weird thing because the world wasn't fully open yet. Things were still in such a gray area and it was just, it was a tough time. And I had my friends, my friends were all so, so incredible and empowering, but I literally say this with my whole heart. The people that got me through my breakup were my parents. Because when I went home to Long Island, Mom, Dad. they didn't leave my side. Libby and I are now crying. <laughs> they, crying in the club right now. They were there. Like, they were the ones that, you know, my dad picked me up from the train. We literally pulled over on the side of the road and just talked before I went home. And then I was home with my parents for a couple of days. Like, they, they were the ones there for me. Like, truly so. We talked about first dates since COVID, first dates since breakup. But another thing that is new, whether you're coming out of a breakup or coming out of a pandemic, is events for the first time. You know, we were so used to just small, hanging out in small groups and all of a sudden the world opened up. We could start going to bars with 70, 80, 100 plus people going to events. And that was definitely an adjustment to go from you know seeing almost no one on a daily basis seeing everyone to seeing yeah to seeing everyone so what was what was like the first event that you guys went to it was actually my first job event which was the key barbecue it's my first time engaging with that many people and i have to talk to everyone so for me it was like nerve-wracking but also so special at the same time because I miss that. Like, I thrive off of social interaction in person. So the second I could get back into it, by the end of the night, I was exhausted because I forgot how much energy it actually takes to have a conversation with so many people. Like, okay, fine, you FaceTime your friends for like four hours during the pandemic. But like, to seriously talk to so many people. So I can only imagine what the dating conversations were like. Those I don't know from. Because at the time, like, I was in a relationship, still am, but what was that like? Did you feel even more exhausted than me? I think, and I'm trying really hard here to remember what my first event that I went to post, you know, things opening up again, but I distinctly remember the first time I stepped back into a crowded bar. And yes, I'm really embarrassed to say it was the gem. I, I oh. kid you not, in my head I was thinking... Should I ask her if it was the gem as a joke? Unfortunately, it was the gem. And Marla's I just remember... Bar I love 310 that, that is Marla's second home. But I walked into the gem and I just remember being like, oh my God, what is this? What is happening? And I was still, you know, in the state of mind, oh, I hope I don't run into my ex or any of his friends. Ah, But I was with a bunch of my girlfriends, you know, and it was just such a, a culture shock to be back in a crowded bar it felt so bizarre um but yeah Libby it was definitely exhausting just talking to so many people at once and you know it was definitely that very very early period of time in the summer when things were really like first starting to open up and most of the conversations was like what vaccine did you get did you get COVID this that did that happen oh laid off. we laid off like I mean I'm a student so that wasn't really a question 
thank God. But oh, how is school on Zoom? Did did you did you have Zoom school? Are you going back in person in the fall? Which spoiler alert, I am fully in person now. Which is also really strange, by the way, being in a classroom again. But just in general, you know, being in a crowded bar, such a weird situation. What about you, Marla? Were you like emotionally exhausted? Ew, leave me alone, gotta go, peace. My social battery almost rarely runs out. I I could socialize for like days and days and days. But it definitely was an adjustment getting back into it. I remember the very, very first bar that my friends and I went out to and it was when things had literally just opened up it might have even been like the week before and i'm not 100 percent sure it was legal that this bar had us all in there but it's fine it was some it's random fine. irish it was some random irish bar and i remember going in there and it first of all everyone looked like they were underage i was like oh no everyone everyone here looks 19 that's the worst for the record marla is 25 yeah yeah, Everyone you shouldn't looks, be feeling old in a bar. Exactly, you know? yeah. Wait, so, do we ever say our ages? I'm 23. I'm 24. But being at that bar, it was weird. It was, like, nice to talk to people, but at the same time, it was definitely kind of, what do we talk about? There's not really much to talk about. It was strange. And then my first event that I went to was the key barbecue that Libby was talking about. And I'm trying to remember... It was exciting, but also there was that social anxiety there. And honestly, I, I, I get social anxiety. I've gotten it even before COVID. And it kind of was heightened a bit by the fact that we hadn't socialized with people in a while. And, you know, talking to different people was exciting. But at the same time, you do feel nervous because you feel like, you know, there's not that small talk that you can necessarily go to. Like, what did you do that day? How was work that day? You know, all the things that you can normally easily talk about because there's so much going on in the world. You didn't really have those. Similar to what Maxine said, it was a lot of those similar questions. Oh, which vaccine did you get? And, you know, those questions get old very quickly. We're going to give a little bit of advice related to first dates. So, Libby, do you want to go first? Sure. Let's hear from the fortunate one in the relationship. Oh, I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> I'm really not... My boyfriend says to me yesterday, what are you questioning your fortunateness on the podcast? Are you not fortunate? No, I'm very fortunate. This, is my, this is my fortunate. so well. Like, what, I'm spot not, on. You're not fortunate enough? Spot on. Just so everyone knows, that's exactly how Libby's boyfriend speaks. <laughs> and we love him. So the first piece of advice is when you're on a first date, never tell the person what you're planning on doing for the rest of the night. Don't invite them early until you have that date because you don't know how the date's going to go. Also, make sure to not sit at a table that is too close together. I accidentally told someone where I was going for the rest of the night, had invited them, didn't know necessarily what the vibe was going to be, but I guess had high hopes. Don't do that, girls. Don't do it. Don't, don't have high hopes. <laughs> really don't. This was like years, years, years ago. But basically, I, I said that I was going to this clubbing event because I was doing promoting. And I was like, yeah, like, come, like, my friends are going, blah, blah, blah. The dinner was early. And, and obviously, the tables were so close together. We ordered a bottle of wine. I'm, like, 
really really bad at like holding my bladder especially on a date so like i got up to use the bathroom at least 10 times in the date broke like a few things on multiple tables felt so uncomfortable so that was already awkward the combo was already awkward and i was like okay great like i'm just gonna dip this person said that he can't come anyways to the event that I was going to, which I shouldn't have told him about anyways, but we're leaving and he's like, I'm so upset I can't go. Actually, maybe I can go. I'm like, no, 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 no. Remember, you said you can't go. No, no. And he's like, maybe I can go. I was like, actually, I have to go. So I literally made up the fact that I had to go to my boss at the club at 9 p.m. When the club opens, by the way, at 11 p.m. So he proceeded to walk me to the club while the club was closed to, like, drop me off. So I basically screwed myself by, you know, having to then wait for my friend an hour in the neighborhood. Point is, don't do close tables and definitely don't tell anyone what you're doing because you might have to make some awkward, weird exit that you just... You're just not wanting to do so those are my two tidbits of advice my first date advice is if it's going really poorly know how to properly cut it off because i Literally remember that <laughs> i remember being on a specific date where i'm sure this guy was a really really great person just really you know not for me we were not vibing in the slightest and I think that he didn't really know how to end the date, nor did I. So we ended up sitting at this date for a good three hours of just utter discomfort. Like, you know, the first few, like the first few minutes, obviously, you know, we're talking, we have things to talk about. And me, you know, you guys know I talk a lot. If I run out of things to talk about, that's, that's, the problem. that's a huge problem. And I don't think he got the memo. I... Or I didn't like I just didn't know how to properly say oh you know I need to go or whatever to put into context there was another date next to us that came a solid 30 minutes after we did their entire date started and finished before we left like I watched this whole date next to me occur while we were still on hours and hours was painful let me tell you like sweet sweet person but just there was nothing to talk about. And then, you know, I think for the entire you last... Just imagine Mexican going, yeah, yeah. Well, that's quite literally what it turned into. And then, yeah. it turned, and then it started turning into me fake yawning, saying, oh my God, I'm so tired. I had such a long day. I have such an early morning tomorrow. Kind of, you know, oh, maybe we should get the check. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I didn't want to be the one like, hi, can we get the check? Because that's just so awkward. Um, I kind of wish I took a little more initiative because I think at that point I knew I wasn't seeing this person again anyways, but it, yeah, it was, it was cringe. And I think just being a little more comfortable or forward about when you need to go home or when you quote unquote need to go home, they don't need to know that you actually have to be somewhere. You can just say, I have to be somewhere now. But yeah, I, my biggest advice is know how to cut it off when it's clearly not going well. You know, be respectful, give it a good hour, give it, you know, whatever. But at some point you got to head out. Honestly, I'm trying to, I feel like I have so many dating tips that I'm trying to think about the best one that I can give. Kind of what I said earlier is try not to have 
too high of expectations. It doesn't mean you can't be excited. Obviously, first dates are exciting. But, you know, try not to go into the first date thinking how his last name will sound with your name. Try not to already think about what the second and third date will be like. You know, just take it one date at a time and try not to put too much pressure on it. And I also will say be careful not to drink too much. And I have a few stories that are related to that. The quick one I will say is I did go on a first date with a guy and I thought it went really great. And then I realized on our second date, it was really just the alcohol that made the first date so great. And mm. it's not like the second date was a waste, but I was like, oh, maybe if I didn't drink so much on the first date, I would have seen that we didn't really vibe. So maybe just, you know, obviously a lot of people drink on dates to, you know, feel comfortable, get a little buzz on, you know, get get adjusted because it can be a nervous situation. But, you know, maybe be aware of how much you're drinking so that you don't mix up, you know, drunk fun with, you know, connecting and having a fun time. That's, that's a very good piece of advice Super over there. Super insightful. You just made me think of one more. Don't overshare too much on the first date. Let there be some mystery. You don't want to share too much. Whether it be a FaceTime date, in-person date, they should progressively learn things about you. Sometimes if you overshare, it can scare them away and vice versa. I'm sure you might have been on a date with someone who was like, this one time when I was six, my fish died and it ruined my life. And then I auditioned for this play and then it changed my life. And then I had this mythological journey and then my cat got sick and like that is just too much alfred we do not need to know also alfred. i know alfred is the least jewish name ever um yeah alfred go away like we don't we don't, don't want to know that much so just be smart about what you're going to give on the first date because you really are giving someone a piece of you and they might not be someone you continue to speak with any other final thoughts on first dates i think you gotta firstly know that you're the shit that's true you gotta go in confidently one of the best pieces of advice i've gotten was when you go on a date think of it as making a new friend you're getting coffee you're getting drinks with a new friend because ultimately if they do end up becoming your person that will be your best friend so try and become friends with them on that date see how it goes and just be comfortable. Try to be comfortable with them and get to know them in a more relaxed way before getting super serious. I love that. And something I want to add that I kind of thought of is obviously you always want a date to go well. And if it does go well, you're hoping that person will reach out to you. I think we've all experienced being into someone who doesn't end up being into us or vice versa. Someone's into us and we don't end up being into them. And I think it's important to remind yourself if you go on a date and it goes really well and it doesn't end up continuing, they don't ask for a second date, it's not, it doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. It just means that you weren't for them. Like I've gone on so many dates with genuinely great guys. There was nothing bad or wrong about them. They just weren't the right fit Didn't I for tell you, me. Marla's eloquent dating review so, so you know i have had my fair share of being really into a guy who didn't end up like me back didn't end up you know wanting to continue things and you have to just remind yourself that it's not anything wrong with you it just might mean you're not the right fit for them and i think 
you're more than welcome to, you know, have those few hours to feel a little sad and feelings are to sleep. Maybe you do that. That's okay. That's okay. Feelings are normal. Like feelings are so normal. And if you're offended, if you're upset, have that time to feel that way and then pick yourself up and move on and you'll be so fine because the right person will not stop seeing you. Well, that concludes our first of first. Hope you guys enjoyed. And as per usual, if you want to submit funny stories, funny text messages, bad text messages, you have questions, advice, whatever, you can email us schmuckboysofficial at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at schmuckboysofficial. And we will be starting to read out the stories during our episodes. So if you have sent us some information, we have it. It's on our radar and we will be sharing soon. And of course, guys, thanks for joining our group chat. We super love and appreciate you. Congratulations if you made it this far. And since it's like holiday season vibe timing, happy holidays. We love you all. Schmuck boy out. Cause you're just a schmuck boy You're just a schmuck boy That's not enough boy Don't need another, another schmuck boy Cause you're just a schmuck boy You're just a schmuck boy That's not enough boy Don't need another, another schmuck boy